On this episode of Don't Drink the Tea, the hosts run out of ideas to talk about. We get a call from Dinosaur's lawyers and some other third thing on Don't Drink the Tea. Feathers. (laughs) Feathers. Go. I have a very serious question to ask. <laughs> I wonder if me going, go, <laughs> got into the recording. What's I'm your sure it does. Go. And if it was in there, it's going to stay in there because... I'll leave a blank spot here. No one edits. No one edits. So this was a thought that came the other day, and mm. it's a question that Wait. does not have an answer. You gave me water, and this water is so cold. It tastes so good. Oh, good. Very, like, freezingly cold and good. I just took a sip of You're it. welcome. Thank you. I mean, you don't. I mean, I. I don't. It like, was just like an execute. You like you gave me you water. You idiot. When I asked for tequila. No. Yeah, you saw it made me a mixed drink on the show. We're waiting yeah. until Zach is twenty one, so he doesn't feel left we'll out. We'll be both. I won't feel. Left or we out. can all go to Canada and record there. Woo! That would be an international there, done episode. That, Charlotte. <laughs> don't brag. You didn't record though. A podcast? Yeah. You, did you? You don't know about my Canadian podcast. <laughs> what's your, what's your I, other I podcast that you do that's Canadian? What's well, it's basically the same uh, format as this, but I found two Canadian people to do it with. But it's called Books, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they do Agatha Christie. Yeah, um, I make them read it, and I don't. Still, <laughs> wow. Cheryl Jansen's Canadian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But she moved to Alabama when she was young. Oh, that explains the accent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I'm happy that the water is this cold. I don't like room temperature oh, drinks. Okay. I was getting yeah. mixed signals from that because no, yeah. there was like a Harrison Ford pointing finger going on. Yeah. And I was like, I like, you gave me water. If it's, a, it's supposed <laughs> to be a cold drink, like like earlier when I just first put the ice cubes in, in the Coke that Zach brought, uh, because Zach brought Coke tonight. Uh, it good was on you, Zach. Just uh, with the ice just dropped into it, it was so cold and it just feels so good. I like really, really good. cold drinks or really, really hot drinks, nothing in the middle. I, I like exclusively things in the middle. <laughs> You're strange because you don't like you don't like guy. hot beverages at all. Not really. It make they make my mouth dry. Mm-hmm. And then I have to drink a cold drink to make up for it. And, and then what was the point? Right. But I want my <laughs> coffee like scolding hot. Like when it begins to cool down, that's not Josh as good. Anymore. Dumps it huh. out. Yeah. Wow. Usually on me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I go to extremes. Billy Joel. So what was your question? <laughs> That's been a so long ago. I don't Only two minutes in 19, 20, 21, 22. <laughs> this, is, this is a question that I feel has no answer. And well, we, why are you asking it? Because it needs to be answered. But you said, Predictions. What do you think the question will be? <laughs> why are you guys so annoying? <laughs> There's an answer for that. There's many answers for that. Hey. <laughs> question who we prefer, Drake or Josh? Answer, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not it, then. I feel really left out. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Nickelodeon or Disney shows. Nickelodeon. Disney. Which was it? That was Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I second-guessed myself and included Disney. Well, we didn't know, like, if you had just got, like, caught up on drinking Josh and you felt like jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> no. I you, have you seem like say. a You seem like a Megan to me. She seemed like a Megan to you? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If she had more resources. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if resources. me and Zach are Drake and Josh, 
And you would be Megan, who okay. is their younger sister, who is That's constantly true. playing diabolical, am... almost satanic pranks on them. Oh, that does sound with, like With, like, me. unlimited resources <laughs> somehow for a 12-year-old. You'd be Josh, because your name was Josh, and I'm Drake, because I play guitar in a band. Yeah, who was the hot one that got all the girls. Exactly. You. <laughs> yeah. And jo- I'm Josh, who was fat for a long time, and got skinny near the end of the episode, and no one really liked him much anymore. Well, he had to get skinny for health reasons, not necessarily for the show. Yeah, he just got skinny. But he was—he he just showed up on set. But he and had a like, lot more. You're too fat. <laughs> Do something he about was, it. We've been doing this for three years. He guys. had like a Chris Farley uh, physical comedy thing when he was big. Okay. And when he was skinny, he like he still is. All of this real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, every, okay. No, this is how this is the whole. <laughs> we're trying to give you the Drake and Josh. Uh, lore, if you would okay. listen for a second okay. and stop interrupting us. That's a crazy Steve. She's more of a crazy Steve. Crazy Steve worked <laughs> at the movie theater with Josh. He was crazy. His name was Steve. And later on, he played uh, Megan's older brother in iCarly. But she was a different person. She Her was a different was character. Carly. It was just the same actors. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You don't need me anymore. So you what guys, was your question? You guys... <laughs> We're going to be reviewing our favorite Nickelodeon shows on uh, Nick's Picks. Ooh, I like it. Today we're going to be talking about Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Remember Cookie? Yeah, and that episode where he dresses a girl and her name was uh, Simone. Simone and at the because his real name was Simon, so he would go Simone. Simone, and every time he left the room, he would go see ya. <laughs> they have, they'd have a sound effect every time they would go because the show was full of sound effects. Like, oh my gosh! Now, Zach, I know how you feel every single <laughs> podcast. Yep, I was. I up. I was I so up. zoned I out. Know. <laughs> And that was a reference to Why Cat am I here? Starring Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Not the crazy one. I was going to say, wouldn't it be more interesting if Cat in the Hat had been played by Michael Myers, the guy from Halloween? Halloween. <laughs> Maybe, but Mike Myers is pretty scary as him, too. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the it trailer with him edited in as Cat yeah. in the Hat. That's some of my favorite well, media. This time, fantastic. ask your question yeah. and we promise we won't interrupt. I don't believe you, but I'm going to try. Okay. This conversation started about Nicolas Cage, because you're always talking about Nicolas Cage. Constantly. At, at some point in the day, yeah. Nick Cage comes up. And Sometimes we twice were before breakfast. It. Whether or not I'm, I'm snuggling with my Nicolas Cage pillow, yes. or, <laughs> or your Nicolas Cage tattoo flashes in public and it's a conversation starter. Yep. <laughs> so, we, I guess, Josh, were we talking about like casting choices or something? Or while we... We got to talk about like who is the... Female version yeah. of Nicolas Cage. So, um, like, if you had a, if you were gonna cast a movie and you like, you needed a, like, I want like a, I need a leading lady, but like a Nick Cage kind of, and we could not. I, we started to think about, it and then we're like, no, 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 we're saving this one. In order yes. to decipher it, I thought about this logically, and strategically. In order to decipher it, you first must, and this might be the hardest thing, must boil down what Nick Cage is into words, like what. What is his acting style? And that is the you have to explain it, and, and that is then the, see who fits that criteria. As a yeah, actress. okay, because he's done some like good stuff. He can he can act, but most of the time he doesn't, or what he's doing really isn't acting. Right, I don't think it's more like just exposition. So so, and I. No, see who who's the real Nicolas Cage? Like, is the real Nicolas Cage like the one that like actually acts in movies and like 
was like getting famous there for a while, like raising Arizona and, and the other stuff that he did? Or is the real Nicolas Cage like the not the bees? The you whack job of Nicolas Cage. To answer that question, I have a small anecdote about Nicolas Cage. Where him <laughs> Nicholas and Cage stopped by the other day. This is how these stories always start. Would you tell me that your that your eighth grade science teacher also went to college with Nicolas Cage? No, and Chris just Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> No, I heard about this, and it was Nicolas Cage and Leonardo DiCaprio went in a bidding war over a T-Rex head. <laughs> a real T-Rex a head? A real T-Rex head, like, the, like a Oh, like, like a, a fossil? Skull. Like a fossil skull. Oh, my God. Oh, so a skull, a, okay, because I'm yeah. picturing, like, a, a mounted, like, T-Rex head with, like, the little hands dangling on it. I no, thought no, no. of the rubber hat mask <laughs> that you wear, like, you walk in Books a Million and you put that thing on and I don't around. remember how much it went for. Hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick. Nick, uh, that's a Cage. wild story. T Rex. It doesn't. That seems uh, like something Nick Cage would do, but not necessarily skull. Leonardo DiCaprio. It was probably just because he like goaded him into it. Like he's like, okay, now I can't let Nick right. Cage win. And yeah. so like they battled it out for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. Oh my goodness. And then uh, it turned out that he couldn't own that because it was. Not he wasn't it wasn't legally able to. It belonged to a museum, oh, okay. and it had gotten stolen or something like that. And he got no compensation for it. Which one? He was scammed. Who won it? Nicholas Cage. Oh, he won the bidding war. I'm really proud of him for that. Wow. Yeah. But he was scammed out of 150 million dollars. You're really proud of him for that? No, I'm proud of him for like making Winning. Leonardo DiCaprio give up. Okay. Um, number two, he'd be like, I don't need this. Anecdote number two is that Nicholas Cage was in line to play Superman in a movie mm-hmm. at some point. Like, Tim know, Burton's. Yeah, Tim Burton's Superman, Superman. that was supposed to come and after so, Batman. Returns. In order to get ready for this role, he bought just loads of vintage old Superman comics and like mm-hmm. other comics. He became this big collector. And what he decided to do with it is he had this room for it. And he put them all in locked cases. And he, Wasn't he, like, this an episode of like uh, White Collar? I don't know. It might be. But okay. This is, this is real. This is a real story. Okay. 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 And so, like, he, so he locks them all, and they're on, they're in these locked, like, I, I think like, like a acrylic, goal? like bulletproof cases yeah. and stuff like that. Because a lot and, of people shoot at comics, right? <laughs> and so, someone breaks into the house, and they steal all of his comics. And you might be wondering how they get in. He left the key sitting on top of one of the cases. Wow. Nice. That unlocked all of them. <laughs> Where'd you hear this from? It was a podcast. Oh, his his Canadian podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's my Canadian podcast. They're like, we're not talking about Nicholas. This is a book podcast. And I said, I quit. <laughs> I'd only heard about the, that I they were going to make that, that movie with him mm-hmm. as Superman. I love like that that generated so many suit. like Nicholas yeah. Cage stories. That's that's fantastic. Those are the only two I know. That's a weird so, uh, story. But life would be totally. There's an alternate universe somewhere where Nicholas Cage played Superman. Yeah. I know. And right? then the whole world was different. Yeah. I can't remember if that was before Batman. And then Tim Burton did Batman because he couldn't get it was Superman. 90s, I think. So it was okay. after Batman, yeah, yeah. after they kicked him out of the Batman movies. I think he was like, "Well, I'm going to make Superman now." And Nick Cage is like, "Wait, me, 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 me." I think he was. So was that me. after the Batman that was Michael Keaton? Yeah. Okay. So let me just find you a picture real quick. Because so. remember, Michael Keaton was a really controversial pick for Batman because yeah. he was supposed to be a comic actor. So I think uh-huh. they were trying for another thing like that that would get uh-huh. a lot of buzz. And, yeah. Yeah. But wow. it fell through because I think because of how. I That's not fair. He should definitely. You should be allowed to own a T Rex head. But you're saying it was already owned by someone else. Yeah. Okay. So the person he bought. And it from I forgot him. about what he looked like. Is that like? 
Oh, wow. He's got long hair. The hair. He was a much smaller guy then. Yeah, I mean, like, it, his head is so square now. Yeah, that's yeah. like, I think it was supposed to be the kind of Superman, because, like, Superman dies at some point, and, like, goes into the future, and he gets, like, Lois! really long hair. <laughs> I think that's what he was supposed to be doing. But I am Superman! Crazy. I am Superman! Maybe National Treasure Wasn't is... Wasn't that bad, Kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe National Treasure is the real Nicolas Cage, where he's just kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be what I'd hope for his own... I don't know. I feel like from those he's stories... he's so subdued in those movies. Yeah, from those stories, you think he's trying to... He's trying to... He's just crazy. <laughs> so are we any closer to thinking of what actress would be like? No, that? I just wanted to throw that in there to give some more context. Those were good stories. Yeah. An actress who yeah. is... Intense and crazy like that in real life. Centric. Some it's really over the top in the movies they do. Yeah, but is also can act, but then is sort Sometimes of known doesn't. for being like, mm. ooh, yeah. Well, well, you, had, you had a nice idea with uh, um, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she's nice won an Oscar, right? Yeah, she can. Or at act. least been nominated, and I know Nicholas Cage. But every now nominated. and then, every now and then, she's like, "Oh, I'll play, I'll play a fork." And <laughs> And, but then she'll go on to do something really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if she's eccentric in real life or she just dresses that way. So I hope that our fans, any of them who are left that are still listening, will give us their feedback on that. Yeah. Because I, would, yes. I feel like there's a more perfect answer. Leave in the comments who you think is the female Nick Equivalent. Cage. Yes. Yeah, and you know, Nickelodeon Cage. is Nicolas Cage's uh, Nick Elodian. It's out. It ties all together. That yeah. was painful. It's true. It's like oh, seven degrees man. of Nicolas Cage. Okay. Follow up question. If you had to pick one character out of any of the movies or books for Nicolas Cage to play in an Agatha Christie, what would it be? Wow. Oh, excellent question. That's right. That was know. off the dome, too. Off the dome. <laughs> I would pick for him to play Dr. Armstrong in Ten Little Indians for the only wow, that is so specific, and you came right out with that. The only reason is I want him to be in Ten Little Indians because it's such an intense movie, uh-huh. and he can be as intense <laughs> as he wants to be, and Doctor, Doctor, a little bit of spoilers, he's in it. He's one of the last people to die, so you'll but get your... But he was also the most subdued character. Like, he was but the... But Nicolas Cage won't do that. He'll refuse. <laughs> and he's in most of the book. He's one of the last people to die, so we'll, Nicolas Cage will fill up most of the movie. <laughs> That is my reason for it. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Well, I say that of all, and everyone in the in the Christie universe, I would want him to play Alexander Bonaparte Cusp in Cust Cust in uh, the oh, ABC Murders. I see that. The, the crazy underwear salesman yeah. who's like, "I'm a killer! I'm a killer!" You can just see. I can see that in too. his apartment by himself with the blood on his hands, yeah. and he's like, "Ah, ah." That or that's oh, I good. want that so much Man. now. Nick, are you listening? <laughs> that or please. Everybody's been like you know Kenneth Branagh and uh, John Malkovich. It's time that we hand over Poirot to Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and he doesn't act at all. He just he doesn't even try to do an accent with no. a mustache. <laughs> you killer! You killer! <laughs> and Nick Cage's mustache is like. It's pretty impressive, but it's not like the delicate curled up one. It's like, poof. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's like the next generation Tom Selleck. All right. I'd say I'm not exposed to it enough, Nicolas Cage. I gotta say, yeah. um, one of my favorite movies, like, I think it came out last year, 
was into the Spider Verse, and Nicolas Cage was my favorite Spider Man. Oh yeah, he was. He oh, was, which one? He was Spider Man Noir. He was the one good. Who was all in black and white, oh, who like beating up Nazis. That's fantastic. He's a he good have, voice actor. He would have yeah. the perfect voice for that. Yeah, yeah. the laconic kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I need to watch that now. Yeah. He was voice acting it. might be just the right medium for him. It's true. Because yeah. he can scream all you want. Who else is it <laughs> that it drives be. me crazy that I just, I hate watching them in person, but at voice actor, they, I absolutely love them. Oh. Me? <laughs> why she, has a, she closes her eyes during the podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I currently have a bag over my head. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, how much time did Nicolas Cage eat up? Well, I said last <laughs> time that it was the longest time before we got an intro, and we beat it. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Drink the Tea, uh, the Agatha Christie podcast where we talk about anything to avoid talking about Agatha Christie. I'm Josh. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Zekardu. <laughs> You're in a good mood today. I'm tired. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's and a nice thing about Zach. The more annoyed, frightened, upset he gets he acts nicer somehow <laughs> so then you so can... when you think he's having a really good time he's like like uh, one step away from suicide <laughs> if he's ever being nice to you he's probably actually just really irritated yeah that's true. <laughs> he comes up and he's like being really sweet it's probably just because you did something to offend him. hey I will say, it's so nice a, to see you a perfect like line to show how my personality works is that when playing monopoly if i'm winning i'm having the worst time if I'm losing and I'm You're like and I'm barely and... hanging on, I'm like, I will make this work. <laughs> I will survive. Yeah, it's much more fun to play when Zach is, lo- is uh, losing. losing miserably. So yeah, you're because a I like sore winner. I am a so- but it's not a sore winner. I'm just like, yeah, I beat you. It's like, well, that wasn't as fun. <laughs> I'm gonna like win now because Josh is over there, like, ah. I'm losing, and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Josh is a really bad loser. <laughs> I'm a sore loser, especially Monopoly. I yeah. hate losing Monopoly. You can tell by Josh's face, he's irritated, because I. my only strategy to beat Josh is buy every property before he yeah. can make no trades. So that's so weird. <laughs> and, and then whenever I'm losing, I'm really quiet, because I'm trying to figure out, can I turn this around? To me. But when Zach's losing, he walks us through every one of his terrible decisions <laughs> each step of the way. So it, it is way more fun when, when Zach is losing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when, when Zach is going to win because he starts concentrating and he very quietly wins. Like the last time we all played a game together, like a brand new game that none of us knew how to how to play or what to expect. Spend Everyone was joking. <laughs> like uh, I won. <laughs> I think we played it wrong. But you remember like you were doing yeah. impressions and you were all over the place because you knew I you got nothing win. out of that game. <laughs> Just you, just That's like, true. like I'm not true. paying attention at all. And Zach like didn't speak for an hour, and then he was like, "Oh look, guys, I won!" And it was yeah. like, "Whoa!" Because every, everyone was like, "Because the game took like six hours." To it play. was forever. And so like at the end, it's like, "Okay, well, whoever like even if you don't get all the points, whoever has the most points at the end of this round, mm, it wins. was like a, almost like a stalemate." Right. Yeah. And I actually came through with right enough points in order mm-hmm. to win, and I was like, "That's how it's done, my children." <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that about how. I was during that game, which makes sense. It's the same way that you are with Monopoly. Once you, you know you're going to lose, you stop caring, and you have a, a much better time than trying to win really hard. Yeah, because really if badly. you're losing and you're like, I'm not going to lose, i got to win, i got to steer us some way, right. then you're like irritated. <laughs> but when you just know that, and there's nothing like, you can do about it. And in my mind, I'm just trying to draw out the game at that point. <laughs> you know? I'm, like, I'm trying to avoid all of Josh's properties, which really irritates him, but mm-hmm. in a fun way this time. Because <laughs> he's like, how are you doing or this? Or try to hang on to $1 every time right. you have to pay. Maybe. I'm like, I'm like, okay, listen, I have a dollar. 
but I won't give it to you if you can if I can get you a snack. And Josh is like, fine, because I have a dollar to my name. What's he gonna do to you? Right. And then I'll land on free parking and I'll get like a thousand dollars and he's like I hate this. How much Monopoly do you guys play? Too much. We like Monopoly a lot. That's so weird. I didn't and know we, anyone still playing. And we it. always play it all Complete. the way. Me, Zach, so somebody me, Zach and Golf Ball wow. always play play uh, Monopoly and we'll play it all the way through. Yeah. And because we've done That's it so incredible. many times, we'll go through it, it in like two or three hours. Yeah, wow. quicker than that. At least yeah, yeah, probably usually, most two hours. Usually shorter than that. I would that. love to watch that someday. Like, it's not always, participate, just like watch it's you always guys pretty play fun. Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and there was wow. a time period where I always won. But now, especially Jacob, has gotten wise to every one of my strategies. And yeah. he doesn't try to win. He just throws everything at making me lose. So he, like, I, he knows that I want this property in particular and he'll do anything <laughs> to get it. Yep. He'll sell that, his firstborn to y- get it. You do make that very fun because you are so goal-oriented that it is, really, it is really fun to do one tiny thing to mess up your concentration. And the fun thing about that Napoli is fun is you can't not see their goals. Yeah. It's like, you, you know have, what you properties. can't have secrets. Right. You know what properties they have. You can see what money they have unless Josh is trying to hide it. And in which case, we all look anyway. <laughs> Tuck it in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this. I'm checking that $100. That's why I like, uh, everybody talks about they hate Monopoly. I guess it's because it always starts fights and stuff. And some people say it's because it's a game of too much chance. But I like all the strategic the strategy, all the <laughs> strategy that you can the play. Strategy. The strategy that you can play, and you have to account for the chance. Yeah. In it, and that's, that's part so of your. That's so interesting. I I don't hate Monopoly. I just didn't know there was anyone else who actually still played exactly. it. Exactly. Let's start a Monopoly. I podcast. have the Monty Ooh. Python Monopoly, which that I love playing because like I forget what the properties are and like it's a holy grail. I'm sorry, so it's I, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think an uncut Monopoly. bonus episode should be us playing. Monopoly. I was just about to say that we should play Monopoly and record. <laughs> us doing it and make it a bonus That would episode. really test the fan base to see yeah. if which they would of watch the three it. Even like, if they don't watch it, we would just play it. It'd be fun. <laughs> we were going to play it, it anyway. Fun. I mean, we yeah. talk our way through it and uh, if I get mad, you'll, you'll, you know, I'll... That's totally... Really oh, we're thing. doing that. That uh, is, cool. that is excellent. I love it. I'm so excited. I have the... You have the Holy Grail one. I have the Monopoly... I have the Disney Villains one. Really? Yeah. And we have wow. the 1930s one. Yeah, we have the old style I have one. learned so much today. So now we are uh, 21 minutes in. And this isn't even this isn't book. a bonus episode or anything. No, this we're is, just, we're gonna talk about it. We a were book. like we're gonna we need to pad out time and we have <laughs> we succeeded. Did. Well done. So the book that we're gonna talk about, ding dong, diggy ding dang, you didn't do it. I hate myself. I loathe my very existence. I'm goal oriented and I drop every goal like a hot potato. Do you want Zach and I to talk about something while you try? While to do I it? do it, yes. Okay. Talk about the book. Talk to Zach about the book. Zach will ask you questions oh, about okay. the book. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Zach, here's hey, the book. Myself. Okay. This has two titles. Ooh, I like the wig. Good. <laughs> describe the, the cover. The book we're just talking about today. Yeah, describe the cover. Okay. So, it's like um, like a dressing room for a theater. That's how yes. I'm imagining it. And You're so it's correct. Got, it's got the mirror with the lights around it so you can do your makeup all nice. It's got a pair of... Um, like glasses mm-hmm. that are on like a string, so I guess you just prop them up on your nose like you're at an opera. You have a big blonde wig, a program, and it looks like hair paste or maybe some kind of makeup. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah. You described that very well, and I think that all of that was accurate. Yes, very good. Thank you. Good job. So this book is known as Lord Edgware Dies, or previously published as Thirteen at Dinner. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I love alternate titles. 
So this is a Poirot. Oh. And uh, Hastings Monsieur. is also in it. <laughs> oh my. Hastings uh, narrates the book. Fun. And he was, tell me what you think about this, Josh. He was kind of like back in Hastings form. Yes. Don't you think? Because in he the last thing he was in was in Parallel End House, right? Yeah. And he was kind of subdued. He was like grown up Hastings who just came back from Argentina. And in this one, it was kind of like back to his old self. He was way back. And I think it had to do with the <laughs> female lead being such a strong character. Yeah. That kind of brought out the Hastings and Hastings. <laughs> yeah, because like he's just like in England now permanently. Like he doesn't talk about going home to his wife or anything. He's just kind of like there living the bachelor <laughs> life with Poirot. I don't know what's going on with them. So Man. here's roughly the storyline. Poirot is um, approached by this woman who is an actress. And I'm not really sure if she's American. I think she is, she's right? She's supposed to be American, yeah. Okay. The only reason um, I know that... She is American. It's because I listened <laughs> to the audiobook, which was read by Hugh Fraser, who plays Hastings in the Poirot. Oh, fun. And every time he did, Jane Wilkinson is her name. Uh-huh. He, he went to American woman voice, and his woman voice is slightly disturbing. <laughs> but his American accent's not that bad. That's amazing. What does his woman voice sound like? It's a little bit more high-pitched like this. <laughs> and Hugh Fraser does and all the voices. His, Amer- so his American accent, I mean, it sounds like a British person doing an American accent. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, it, I mean, I, I bought it. <laughs> See, Hugh Fraser made Hastings lovable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I can listen to him read the book and, and not be mad at Hastings. Okay. So now we know that it's, an, so it was an American actress who comes to Poirot mm-hmm. and says, hey, um, I really need a divorce from my husband and he won't give me a divorce. And oh, okay. can you arrange for him to agree to have a divorce? And Poirot's like, how am I supposed to do that? She's like, I don't care. You just seem like one of those guys who fixes problems. Can you go talk to him? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he goes to Lord Edgware who is the victim, as you can tell. Spoiler, Lord Edgware dies. What? <laughs> I know you didn't see that coming, 13 did you? at dinner didn't really lead me to that. <laughs> <laughs> so he go, Poirot goes to Lord Edgware, and he's like, hey, your wife wants a divorce. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I wrote her a letter six months ago and said she could have it. And Poirot's, Poirot's like, huh? okay. <laughs> 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 and Hastie's like, I say. <laughs> you sound like a duck. <laughs> So Poirot goes back to the American actress whose name is Jane. Cool. And he's like, hey, Jane, you can't. <laughs> I really got you for my duck impersonation. <laughs> got me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a duck that accidentally ate an entire bag of marbles. <laughs> oh, poor duck. That's so Those sad. are the Aflac duck, so it's fine. <laughs> Then you just know that it was, uh, it was Gilbert Godfrey just ate a bag of marbles and oh. all's right in the world. <laughs> oh, that's dark. <laughs> Are you done? Yet? Not yet. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what he's what? doing. Yeah, I'm talking just as much as I would have anyway. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so, Poirot goes back to Jane and says, Ooh. hey Jane, uh, your husband's willing to give you a divorce. And she's like, that's so great. And then the next day, mm-hmm. Lord Edgware is dead. Oh. And the people at his house, who is his daughter, his secretary, and like his housekeeper. No, his okay. butler and his housekeeper. Yeah. Sec- no, his what butler and his secretary. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All say that they saw his wife, Jane, the actress, show up at the house, go into the library for five minutes, and then come back out and leave. So obviously she was the one who killed him. Clearly. 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 They're like, oh, we saw her. We saw her. She announced herself. She said, hello, I'm Jane, and I'm here to see my husband. I'm Jane, and I'm here to see my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, as it turns out, 
she was at a dinner party that night with uh, oh. 12, with 12 other, people. other people, 13 at dinner. Mm-hmm. And the 12 other people vouched mm-hmm. for her and said, yes, she was here all night and she never left. So it kind of sets fact, it up. she's drunk as... on that table over there. <laughs> she's still I'm here. every woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the go-to karaoke song. Wow. <laughs> So then that becomes Poirot is trying to figure out if she, um, yeah, who set her up and And, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. So the, the thing with like Hastings and, and, and Jane Wilkinson and Poirot is that she has a really, uh, like magnetic personality. Yeah. Like she gets people to do things for her and she likes, she talks clearly about somebody should kill her husband. She's not sad that he died. She says all these terrible things and because she wants to get remarried. Yeah. She wants to get married to this guy who is, what was he again? He was a Duke. Yeah. He could not uh, marry. It had to be done a certain way because his family was really uptight about the whole divorce thing. They like didn't. Was it like a religious thing? Yeah, it was Catholic. Okay. They like they didn't want her to get a divorce and remarry him. It would be all wrong. Couldn't do it. But she really wanted to marry him. Mm-hmm. And and so, but and Hastings feels like Poirot is drawn into her because she's magnetic and like mm-hmm. has this personality. She, those people will do things for her, even though she is clearly not a good person. Right, and well, and it, many times they say that like she's only out for herself. Yeah, and that she just makes everything line up so that her life is perfect and she doesn't care who she steps on. Yeah. Along the way. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I didn't finish reading this. I got about halfway through. Great. And time got it. I read through. it, guys. I watched the movie. I read it. <laughs> she watched the movie version. I did watch the movie, which follows very closely. Yeah. And so I knew, I knew what happened, and I thought, because this one comes so close to... <laughs> and Zach quietly gets a snack. <laughs> this is too <laughs> <laughs> and the t- the phone is buried in crumbs. <laughs> Poof. Why don't you tell me mm. what That's you're That's the very definition of a sound bite. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is um. Pirouette. Pirouettes. Pirouette. <laughs> French vanilla sticks. Creme filled wafers. Creme. Creme. <laughs> They're waffles. I love whipped creme. <laughs> creme brulee. So this one coming so closely behind Peril at End House, I thought this is going to be really similar, but it wasn't. First I thought like, okay, you got a powerful female character and Poirot being kind of drawn into like a yeah. a false pretense, but it really wasn't. It went it went away from it enough, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Zach's doing his uh my, my trademark my dance. dance. <laughs> and so one of the things that at the the book starts with them seeing this impressionist comedian who does this amazing impression of uh, Jane Wilkinson, mm-hmm. Carlotta Adams. Yes. And so Poirot begins to think, oh, somebody got Carlotta to go there and impersonate Jane Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. And they go to uh, interview Carlotta and she is also dead. Oh, yeah. And so they realized... That was as far as I got. That they realized it wasn't Jane that did it. Somebody's trying to frame her. And that's mm-hmm. when the real investigation starts. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's not making it any easier because she's just... She's like, yay, he's dead. Have yeah. I told you that my husband died in exactly the same way I said I would do it? Right. And yeah. so... She's like, a really obnoxious character. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to not like, like her, her. So, But there was something I learned from this book that I thought was really funny. In chapter 5... Um, Inspector Jap comes to see Poirot, which mm-hmm. he's been in several books before. And it's so interesting. Hastings doesn't like him. 
Like, Hastings was being real oh, diva even, about it. And yeah. I didn't, never knew that. And so I guess he was like, I wondered if he was maybe like jealous. Like, mm. it was the, he was the, what did George say? He's the summer me. Like, yeah. when, when Hastings is off in Argentina. Uh, Argentina? <laughs> Argentina. Argentina. He probably calls it You know, that. Living, living his best life that, like, Jap is there with Poirot having all the fun on the case. Like, are they talking about me right now? Yeah, because he said, uh, I had not the indulgence for Jap that Poirot did. It was not so much that I minded his picking Poirot's brain. After all, Poirot enjoyed the process. It was a delicate flattery. What did annoy me was Jap's hypocritical pretense that he was doing nothing of the kind. I liked people to be straightforward. I said so, and Poirot laughed. Yeah. And called him a bulldog. But I thought that was really funny. I, I never, I didn't ever, catch ever. That this time. Yeah, I never knew that there was any animosity. I mean, Jap doesn't get it. He's like, hey. Jap's just Jap. Yeah. yeah. And but so. I thought that was really funny that Hastings was all, like, jealous and throwing shade on Jap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other characters that get pulled in is this, this, this guy that's in love with uh, Jane, but she kind of keeps him around as a friend, but she, like, she just ignores his romantic gestures. And then, of course, there's the Duke that. Uh, that she is romantically involved with. Does he have any, like... Very little. So far, he's only been, like, referenced in the third person, as yeah. far as I got. <laughs> I think he's in it a, a very little. It's a very small cast of characters mm-hmm. uh, in this in this book. Most of it is focused on her. And then Carlotta's sister, right, is important later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So are we talking about... The, do we want to talk about the so, ending in this one? Um, I don't know. Would you recommend somebody to read this one? I don't think it would be one of my... One of the ones that I would between this one and Peril at Endhouse, which one would you tell someone to read? Peril. Okay. Yeah, I because with this one, I I thought it was paced really well. It was like a really entertaining read, mm-hmm. or well, I listened to it, but like it never like drug or anything, and it moved really fast. Uh, but the ending always gets me. Like it doesn't do it for me. It's not a satisfying ending for me. Well, I can't comment on that because I didn't read it. Do you not remember <laughs> what the ending is? I remember what the ending is. Yeah, but I didn't read it. Oh, okay. So I could talk about what the ending is. I'll call spoilers for this one. Spoilers. And so the the ending oh, is... Oh, wait. I have a new spoiler noise. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. Because we've always used that. Yeah, always. <laughs> the screaming little goat toy. <laughs> Isn't he cute? And Zach, how him. did you describe that goat earlier that she just called cute? Um, It has <laughs> no hair. It is a completely naked goat. It's made plastic and look it's got hair it's, just, it's the color of goat if it's the color of goat three flesh feet away, it looks like that goat has been shaved completely <laughs> and that's why it's screaming because <laughs> someone just shaved it it's really cold it's right like December and he just he tried to get in the pool but it's <laughs> goat pool he's got floaties on his legs that is exactly exactly how the toy looks so the, the twist at the end of uh, any guess on what it is Zach um it's Jap. <laughs> Trusted detective recurring character Jap did. Exactly. Um, that's why it's that's why you never expect it. So the twist is uh is a double is like kind of a double bluff. Uh-huh. That they, they made you think that Carlotta Adams was impersonating Jane Wilkinson going into Lord Edgeware, but mm-hmm. the case actually was Carlotta went to the dinner as Jane, and Jane really was the one that went and killed her husband and mm-hmm. then she killed and stated it very clearly. Because she wanted people to think that somebody was trying to frame her later on. And it almost Mm -hmm. worked. And she writes this big, long letter to Poirot at the end. Like, I would have gotten away with it if I had been for you meddling Belgian. Um, (laughs) And that mustache. I like that Mm -hmm. it's a super simple explanation. They explain it in, like, five seconds. Uh, 
it just feels like it's like I I figured it out and it didn't feel like a big it's a very Agatha Christie twist where it's like uh-huh. the obvious thing it just I guess it just doesn't satisfy me as it I feels like it like, should go a, a layer deeper yeah and it doesn't it's yeah. not enough now for all that build up yeah um and hearkening back to oh hearken hearken <laughs> for us Stephen <laughs> um to our discussion about. Um, I'm asking for the snacks to be passed to me. <laughs> Hold on, I'll do it quietly. <laughs> Here you go, Josh. Thank you, Zachary, for the snack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hearken for us. Uh, um, our discussion on Knives Out, and not giving away anything about the ending, but the explanation that was the true explanation as the mm. end of that movie, I thought was the first mislead. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, they're setting us up for the music. Oh, nope, that's the real end. Well, okay. I was um, waiting for a second more. twist. Okay. Same thing, your same critique about this. And so, not that there was anything wrong with the endings of uh, the ending of Knives Out, but it, it did surprise me because it was the th- one thing that I said was not going to be. I was like, of all the people, I know it's definitely not X. Mm-hmm. And it was. And I was like, oh, well, okay, fine. But yeah, it, you felt like there should be one more turn. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Like, I would be okay with... The fact that Carlotta was really the one at the dinner and that Jane was guilty. But I, I, I wanted one more twist, one more turn. Mm-hmm. It felt like it's just not, it's, it didn't satisfy me. This like, is definitely one, it was almost like it was too easy. This is definitely one that if you've gotten used to Agatha Christie's rhythm. I think so. That at this point you're like, oh, okay, from the very beginning, from the first chapter, she's yeah. dropping you all of the breadcrumbs that you need to figure it out. And you you know her mind by now. She hasn't started the bit, she hasn't changed her formula. It kind of is, you, like you said, it was different from Peril, but it's kind of a similar twist to mm-hmm. Peril. It's very simple. Yes. And kind of the same thing. She hasn't she hasn't started being experimental yet. Mm-hmm. Except for Ackroyd. Right, right, right. But I was looking online. I don't know if you, I just looked this up in passing to make it look like I paid attention on this episode because really I didn't. Um, right. That she That's wrote right. this while on an excavation with her archaeologist husband. Oh, I remember She that. was so engrossed in writing that a recovered skeleton on the dig was swiftly christened Lord Edgware. <laughs> hmm. Which is really cool. And she said that... It makes sense that it's such a simple thing that it was kind of like during, not vacation, but, you know, yeah. travel. Yeah. What, there, was, there was something else that she said that I thought was... Really interesting, and now I can't find it. Oh, she drew her inspiration for the story after seeing a performance of an American dramatist. She said in her autobiography, I thought how clever she was and how good her impersonations were. Thinking about her led me to the book Lord Edgeware Dies. Okay. I think if anyone else had written this, you would be like, oh yeah, typical Dorothy L. Sayers or typical... Yeah, that's true. ...ex-actor, but... Yes. Typical <laughs> Cheryl Jansen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not us. up to par with... But her twists, yeah. Yeah, it, there's there's nothing wrong with it. And that does make sense that she was like, got this idea when they were away and that this mm-hmm. kind of preoccupied her till she got it finished. But it is unfair yeah. to compare it like that. Yes, and, agreed. And that, because you begin to think like Christy, which is always question every character and everything they said as not being the truth. Because mm-hmm. immediately when they realize Carlotta was impersonating Jane, they're like, okay, she impersonated her at the house. But... Me as the reader was like, well, why couldn't it have been the other way around? Uh-huh. Which is what Christy <laughs> plays with in every other book, right. not as the ending, but as twists throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you think it's this? Maybe it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the whole thing originally the whole time. Yeah. And 
like you if you've read all the books up to this point, maybe if this is your first one, it might catch you off guard. But I think it would, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. trying to review it out of right. order, you know, trying you, to ignore You are definitely that. comparing it to her other work. You have to. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So. So. Did you finish your little I, project, I, sir? <laughs> I talked about it last time <laughs> that for the last, like, 12 episodes, my... <laughs> Zach is going to the bathroom. That's why I whispered. <laughs> I just wanted them to know. Zach just went. Pee. He's like, "This is gonna be a while, so I'm gonna head out." He doesn't need to be here for this. Uh, the the best to worst list I made for the Agatha Christie books. Oh yay! Has been awful lately. It like I wrote it like upside down, and I had stopped giving them numbers and just hieroglyphic in, symbols. And they were in two columns, like at the bottom of a page, like in tiny writing. Yeah, so today I decided to fix it, and I think I've got the order that we've said every time so we can be able to add Lord Edgeware dies. Are you starting at the bottom and going up to best, or how yeah, are you doing Yeah, best this? is number one. So to start with, before we talk about the list, what rating would you give this book? In comparison to what? Uh, stars. Uh, oh, five. stars. Because yeah. um, I would give it three. I think it was. Good, yeah, but. I was. I was gonna say like two point nine because I always do that. I'm <laughs> dissatisfied with like. You go round up to three. Yeah, yeah. I would say so because, like you said, there's nothing wrong with it, and the only criticisms that we have is because it's like, well, yeah, but it's not your best, right? <laughs> so around the three section is. Uh, Partners in Crime, Tuesday Club Murders, The Seven Downs Mystery, uh, Poirot Investigates. Um, I like Seven Dials better, but I know you don't care for Seven Dials. I don't care for Seven Dials. So what would what argument would you make that this was better than Seven Dials? Seven Dials was just so messy <laughs> and sloppy. At least I felt like I followed this story well from start mm-hmm. to finish. Uh, and it was entertaining from the beginning to end. Seven Dials, I felt like it lost me so many times. Hmm. But that's just me. So. Um, I would put it above Poirot Investigates. Which would still be below Seven Dials. Okay. I'll give I mean, you I'll that. compromise either way. In in that general area, yeah. At this point, it doesn't really matter. So it could be, it could be after Tuesday Club, before Seven Dials. He's back, guys. Yeah, I would never left. <laughs> <laughs> What are we just? What were we just trying to decide? Uh, where it goes on the list between Seven Dials and the other one? Ah. <laughs> Very good. So, what do you think? You could break the tie. We're trying to decide: is it better or worse than Seven Dials? Because um, <laughs> right now it doesn't matter. Probably better. Okay. <laughs> so that. So are you guys ready for the official ranking? Oh, I'm so excited. And that's why you had to go pee before you did it's it. It's true. I would have peed myself right now. I mean, I never left to use the bathroom. And I'm going to make a little game out of this. Uh, number one is Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Zach, do you know what number two is? This is best. No. Any guess? <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Just throw out a title you remember us saying and saying we liked it. <laughs> I don't have any titles. Oh, gosh. I... Listen, I don't pay attention during this. I don't listen to it after. I know. You didn't expect me to do it either. I thought you might have something in your memory. I then. couldn't remember. I was going to try to guess one, but not only the books that I know you haven't done. Okay. Second is Murder at the Vicarage. Oh. Number three. Wow, it's that high? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Number three is Peril at End House. That's shocking. Number four is The Secret of Chimneys. 
Number five is The Secret yeah. Adversary. Number yeah. six is The Mysterious Affair at Styles. Huh. Number seven, The Mystery of the Blue Train. Those are So those are the best. Oh, that should be higher. Blue Train? <laughs> yeah. We had this whole debate then. I know. <laughs> and the mediocre are the good section but not great section, Partners in Crime, Tuesday Club Murders, Lord Edgeware Dies, Seven Dials, The Mediocre to Not Great, Investigates, Brown Suit, Giant's Bread, and The Just Plain Bad, Mysterious Mr. Quinn, Murder on the Links, The Big Four. Wow. That is Giant's artist. Bread needs to be... Oh, no, I know why we said Giant's Bread was better, because the way she wrote. Yeah, she did some and really fun very things. strong start. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did now. So how many books is that so far? So far, we have... as I might be missing some, but I believe that is 17 books that we've done. Wow. Which I think that makes sense, because we have several bonus episodes, and we're like on 23, 4. Uh-huh. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Not bad work. So Not bad work. next week, I'll have destroyed that list somehow, and I'll be writing it on a dirty <laughs> napkin covered in lettuce and mayonnaise. Because it's impossible <laughs> for him to write it on his iPad, which I have suggested sauce. many times. And it's impossible for me <laughs> to take my pills without me. edit it and... <laughs> No way, guys. You can't so, just hit enter and then add a new thing and then have to rewrite the list every <laughs> then time. Then we wouldn't have this amazing bit. I wish you guys could see. I wish the audience could see right now. You guys are leading in like rock and soccer robots. Like you're just getting closer and closer. Like, I'm going to share you up. Face. This epic battle is going to take place. So what are we reading next? Because I'm really excited uh, to actually read the next book. Yes, <laughs> next. We're getting into the exciting stuff, aren't we? Like we're heading. Yes. We're heading down into downhill into like the really really fun stuff. Next week is a really really next week. Shut up, wait, you stupid boy. What? Sitterford wasn't on there. Yeah, it was. Where? No, it wasn't. It should be on the flipping bottom. I that forgot. That book is awful. Let me remember where I put it. You're right. I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> and he's going to turn every page. Uh, <laughs> he's not even turning a page anymore. I'm it's the so same angry. One. I now, where did I where did I put Sitiford? Have I not made the list since then? Did we rank Sitiford when we ranked it? Yeah, we always do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. But where did I put it then? Big surprise. Oh, I put sit. <laughs> <laughs> I just put the word sit, and I put it so high up. Sitiford, we didn't we didn't rank very low because I because I because I fought for it not being as bad as you said, and it got into like the to the mediocre section. I hate it though. Yeah, but I even what was out. what was your justification for that? We talked about it then. I don't want to talk about it now. You don't remember, do you? No. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to. I'll leave a blank spot here. Oh, oh no, that joke's getting old, man. It's, it's just as crisp as it was the first day. Oh, sure. Crisp. Like a, especially like if a I, fresh pack of Ritz. Especially if one day I do... That is very crisp. If I do leave a blank spot and I actually Leslie put Leslie Fishburne there. has become so much a part of you that like you can do metaphors now, just for any reason. And I love that the difference between Leslie Fishburne's metaphors and Seamus's metaphors... There is none. <laughs> what do you mean? Leslie Fishburne's like <laughs> metaphors are like Makes sense. soothing. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're soothing and calming like a, a lullaby. Like Seamus's Seamus's as well, yeah. Seamus's are like stabbed <laughs> with a dull butter knife. Aye! Like a horse on roller skates. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So I will have to listen and find out where we put Sidiford and add that to the list. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry, but I feel like I, had one job. I think I remember negotiating it for being slightly higher and you threw a fit. What else happened in that episode? Because I don't think I listened back to that one. 
That was the uh, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure episode because that was the scary theme. Oh, okay. Well, that was the only thing that mattered about that episode, not the book. <laughs> yeah. So, so I okay. don't remember if we actually did rank Okay, it so what's coming next? You closed your book again. Oh, my gosh. Oh. What's coming next? Well, you interrupted me by criticizing my listing, which was totally wrong. Well, that's the only reason I'm here. Next is a ginormous book. Ginormous book? Do you know what it is? Mm, no, I don't. <laughs> we already read. That. Why? What else would it be? <laughs> One that we haven't read yet. We're stopping at what book eighteen, and we're just going to cycle back through these. We decided to read the ones we didn't like to see if they grew on us this time. <laughs> Next time is Murder on the Orient Express. What? Yep. What? It is really? an early one. I've seen that movie. See, your... <laughs> Yay! Your list and what it shows up on her website as listed in order of publication is totally different. Next, after Lord Edgeware, is Hound of Death, which is a British collection of short stories that we will get in a different order in the American collection. Right, okay. That I understand. So I'm skipping to but this has This has after, okay, it has Lord Edward Dies 1933, and then it has Why Didn't They Ask Evans? You're reading the wrong list, lady! <laughs> <laughs> Go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Go to Wikipedia. Oh, excuse me, I was on Agatha Christie's homepage. Go to Wikipedia. Okay. You're reading the wrong list, lady! <laughs> <laughs> the way I did it in order to get it right is go to Lord Edgware Dies, the Wikipedia page for Lord Edgware, and it tells you the very next thing that she published in, like, the box. And then you you can keep going from that. So you go... <laughs> followed by The Hound of Death, which we're skipping okay. because the stories are given yeah, yeah, yeah. in a different order. Yeah, yeah, and after Hound you. of Death is followed by... Murder on the Orient Express. Okay, and what and is... And after Orient Express is the Unfinished by... Portrait. Oh my goodness. Come How on. long did it take Six you to do this? Well, after that is another British collection of short stories, and then it's Why Didn't They Ask Evans. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So What a horrible picture. One more time, <laughs> help me out, Zach, to let her know what she was doing. <laughs> You're reading the lady. <laughs> and I'm so sorry to everyone who missed the little dance. That, that, that. that joke will never get old. <laughs> You're reading the wrongest lady. <laughs> Yeah, there's a dance that looks like I'm carrying my frail grandmother on my shoulders. That's not what the dance looks like. <laughs> Don't believe anything Josh You're says. Reading the wrong list, lady. <laughs> so yeah, next is Murder on the Orient Express. So many Do not phases. even if the list is wrong, we're going by the list. Okay, that's fine. Not with the me. wrong list, lady. The right list, the lady. So All next right. is Murder on the Orient Express, which I think will be a big oh, episode. Oh man, I don't have to read that one. That's such a why? Because I just read it not that long ago. Oh, for when the movie came out? Yeah. Okay. Because well, I hadn't read it in ages. Well, you can watch one of the movies to refresh it. Because we'll probably have an episode talking about the book. We'll probably have an episode talking about the movies. Um, what comes after that? What comes after? We just went through that. Unfinished Portrait, the next Mary Westmacott. Oh. It might be better! Where are we going to find that? I might have that one. Really? I have three of them, and I don't know which one. They're in a collection. I don't know which three they are. I'll help look at them. Can I borrow it? (laughs) Maybe. Okay, thank you. If you stop reading the wrong list, lady. All right. <laughs> lady. Lady. You're reading the wrong list, lady. So I have a game now. Oh, yay. So yeah, all right. as we have seen in this episode, which I'm so glad that it happened naturally, Zach does not pay attention ever to the things that we talk about that don't involve him. 
So never think that if you're talking, if you're having a conversation with somebody about your life, don't think Zach's overhearing it. If he's not hearing his name or something that's familiar <laughs> to him, he's clocked. He just hears yep. static. It's like... Exactly. <laughs> but the question is, does Charlotte do the same thing? Yeah. Well, we're going to find out if you're any better or worse than Zach. Oh. We are going uh-huh. to give you a trivia thing about things... A trivia game about things that me and Zach have talked about on the podcast that me and Zach know about. Okay. And see if you can have any memory or or know anything about these things to pass this test. Like Drake and Josh? And that's why we started this episode talking about Drake and Josh, things in that vein. Oh, okay. Because most of the time, we have talked about several of these shows mm-hmm. on the show. Uh-huh. And usually you always <laughs> groan. We're not sure how much you get out of it. And some of these things are, are uh, like alongside those shows okay. things in these shows okay and we'll see how so things that is just like between you two and when i'm yeah, not involved exactly are you okay. paying attention when we talk about these not just in the podcast okay but in life in when life we're around because very often we'll make reference to some some show that we grew up watching right and usually if i have nothing to comment on about it i get annoyed and don't <laughs> listen so that the question which is the same thing zach does uh-huh okay hey. are you ready <laughs> this is way more boring than what we talked about <laughs> Because me and Zach can talk about talk about our love. Oh, so this is like just for me. Like I'm yeah, not like yeah. I'm yeah this is your it. game. Oh, fun. And uh, you, so that means no matter what, you win. Yay! Yeah. And or afterwards, <laughs> if you win, we have a reward for you. Uh oh. If you lose, we have a thing for you. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a punishment. What but... is that spray bottle doing there? <laughs> and that lighter. <laughs> and that can of hairspray. Okay. All right. I am ready. First question. Which of these was not a member of the Rugrats Ensemble? <laughs> we watched Rugrats a lot. Yeah. Even even older, we can return to Rugrats, and it's still really, really fun. Yeah, like later season. Like, like earlier. Mm-hmm. The mid. The mid. Because yeah, the early ones, they didn't talk a lot. Right. It was just like about the, later... the style. And the later ones, they got cheap and introduced these new characters. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. <laughs> the middle range was really good. It's would true. you shut up, woman? Stop. Rugrats is good. <laughs> Only 90s kids would remember. I'm sorry. I have come into the home, and my parents are watching Rugrats without a child around. Rugrats, Jimmy Neutron, things like these. Okay, all right. And I think it's because... I've never watched it, so I can't I think the the thing that makes it so funny is hearing the babies talking about some adult topic. Right. In their baby words. words Yeah. (laughs) That's the real comedy goal. So which of these was not a member of the Rugrats ensemble? (laughs) Chucky Finster, Bill DeVille, Tommy Pickles, Lil DeVille. Again? Chucky Finster, Bill DeVille, Tommy Pickles, Lil DeVille. The first one, Chucky. Chucky Finster? Because you think that he was the the main character in Child's Play. The killer (laughs) ball, Chucky Finster. (laughs) Last name, Finster. So you believe Chucky Finster is not a member of the Rugrats Ensemble. Correct. Final final answer? Yes. Zach? Uh, Bill DeVille. It is Bill DeVille. But I knew that. Uh, no, so. I was going to get you to go, eh. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, he's just like, yeah. I have to answer no. it right. Chucky Finster so was... So I'm the only one playing and I'm already losing. Chucky Finster was the red-headed uh, scaredy cat kid with the purple glasses. Right. Uh, and the twins who love to eat worms and stuff. And we said that, that Tommy and Tuppence were like the twins, but they're married. Uh, it was Phil and Lil DeVille. Oh, Okay. And you know Agatha Christie kicked herself in the pretty, butt when she heard those names for not having come up with them. <laughs> pretty uh, tricky. A few more characters was Dill Pickles. <laughs> no. That was true. That's oh, Tommy's that's little right. brother's name is Dill. Oh, that's why I stared at you for so long. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Lipschitz. 
was <laughs> the, the psychiatrist that had baby knowledge. That's not going to work. It's going to work. Why are you trying to prop it up doing. on that thing again? He's making like a jingle. He's trying tower. to prop his tablet up on the pirouette French it's, vanilla it's thing. It's fine if I don't touch it, but I tried to move. I tried to swipe on my tablet screen. And Isn't it's... that the whole point? Is to touch it? No, I it's don't a need it. I don't need to touch it after I get it in place. <laughs> okay, Charlotte, you All got right. the first one wrong, but you have a yes. chance to redeem yourself. Oh boy, I'll bet I do. Points are doubled in this next one. <laughs> what was the name of the town featured in the excellent award-winning program, Jimmy Neutron? And the award was <laughs> me and Zach love it and love it still, right, Zach? <laughs> Correct. And I've heard uh, several fans say that they love Jimmy Neutron, too. Fans of this show. Right. I that think is true. that, what was the one... Oh no, that was Phineas and Ferb. I watched an episode of it. Someone like else's. It was like on, and I the started backwards, yeah. laughing hysterically. Phineas and Ferb would be one that I think would appeal to you. Its yeah. sense of humor is so yeah. dark and ironic. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron is too pure for you to love. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the town featured in Jimmy Neutron? Okay, uh, award-winning and excellent. Uh, yeah, we uh, know. was it Danville, Retroville, Adamville, Lildeville? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for insulting my intelligence by thinking that... It's like time! <laughs> I don't know what, what my new accent oh, is. Oh, worst I'm... joke ever. Uh, Adamville. You think it is Adamville. And I'm wrong. Is she correct? <laughs> oh, it's Retroville. Oh, that's stupid. Is I wouldn't be using my, my buzzer, but I got a new tablet and it's not on here. Oh, nice way to drop a... Weird flex, like... but okay. Sorry, hold on. Leave a like here. I won't mention it. <laughs> Come on, Zach. That joke's I home. deleted my <laughs> buzzer. Zach is just loaded with the bills. He came in here with a $5,000 tablet made of pure gold, <laughs> and it regularly prints uh, tw- Twizzlers out of the charging port. Wow. I don't even like Twizzlers, but it was, and it was an upgrade, and I'm so filthy rich. You are filthy rich. Very nice. Okay. So you got two wrong so far, but I'm going to triple the points for this next Ooh. one because I really want you to win. <laughs> Thank what you was so the much. popular drink? Featured in Retroville of Jimmy Neutron, the excellent award-winning program. Care. Yeah, yeah. Was it? It's about time you were a little uh, uh, interested in other people's things. Was no. it Doctor Wow, Bumble Milk, Purple Flurp, Thrimp? I've heard you say Purple Flurp your whole life, but that doesn't mean that that's you what heard it was. Zach say Thrimp several times. <laughs> thrimp. <laughs> right after he gets a big bowl of thrimp. <laughs> Is that thrimp in that? <laughs> I'm allergic to thrimp. <laughs> okay, so is it A, Dr. Wow, B, Bumble Milk, C, Purple Flurp, or D, a big old bowl of thrimp? <laughs> I'm going to say Purple Flurp. That is correct! Oh, Woo! yay, me! And so since I tripled the points, it's already like you had gotten everyone. Oh, right? how nice. Thank you so much. I don't like the sarcasm. I really want to know what would have happened to me if I lost. If you had picked thrimp? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean <laughs> thrimp. 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 That's, that's the diet version. No, that's, what happen- that's the sound my toe makes when I stub it. Okay, so, so you mentioned <laughs> thrimp. You mentioned that you enjoyed Phineas and Ferb, so this next question is about Phineas and Ferb. I only... I'll throw you a therm. I I only saw one episode. Well, you you got the feel then. Okay. Which of these is not a Phineas and Ferb song? Not. Every song, every episode has a song in it. Okay. Except for the very first one. It was a musical show. Okay. Disco Miniature Golfing Queen, Squirt That Gelatin Monster, The PB and Jamboree, Truck Driving Girl... (laughs) 
Phineas and Ferb songs. See, now I'm just trying to think of the ones that you would have made up. So let me go. Zach will sing a lick of every one, and one of them will be fake. So, so disco only- miniature golfing queen. She's the disco miniature <laughs> golfing queen. Squirt that gelatin monster. Come on, kids. <laughs> just squirt that gelatin monster. PB and Jamboree. It's the PB and Jamboree. Truck driving girl. Cause she's a trick driving girl. She's a trick driving girl. So one of those is not real. Uh, what? By the way, I made all of those sound like I didn't know what they were, just because when it came time to do the one, I didn't know what smart. it was. That was smart. Uh, I'm gonna say the second one. Squirt that gelatin monster. No, the first one. Disco miniature golfing queen. Yes, that does sound the most like one I'd make up. But actually, the lick Zach sang was the real one from the show. Disco oh miniature golfing queen. She's the disco miniature golfing queen. And squirt that gelatin monster. Also real. Yep. Truck driving girl. Also real. The fake one was the PB and Jamboree. I don't remember what I did for that. You just said it in a song. <laughs> well, that's what I did with all of them. <laughs> right, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, so but you still, make up a verse. So you have to get this last one right. Oh boy, to win. Okay, okay, and this one I think is uh, purple flirt was easy because you have heard us say purple flirt. I think mm-hmm. you might just know this one from pop culture. Okay, not likely, but which of these? If is... it's a SpongeBob thing, I'm leaving. Strap her down. <laughs> Good timing. I'm out. <laughs> you, but you've heard people talk about SpongeBob probably more than any of these other shows. Stop, goat. Yeah, we're going to spoil some Spongebob. (laughs) Yeah, call spoilers on the end of Spongebob. What is the name of Plankton's computer wife on Spongebob? Susan, Karen, Janet, Dinah Shore. (laughs) Why? Who's Plankton? Plankton was his little green nemesis. He was was married to a computer who was always sassing him. And her name was Susan, Janet, Janet, Karen... (laughs) Janet, Janet. <laughs> Susan, Karen, Janet. Was it that, that song by Meatloaf? Janet, what? Janet. Why would I know that from pop culture? They're all she just is a hero. random names from the 70s. Not Dinah Shore. That's from the 50s. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> she doesn't know who Dinah Shore is. I know who Dinah Shore is. I know Dinah Shore personally. She was alive in this. Yeah, I know. How alive? Susan, Karen. Janet. Janet. Dinah. It's not Dinosaur. Well, what if I take away it the might have been pl- It might have been voiced by Dinosaur. <laughs> was she alive in the early, two, late Susan. 90s, early 2000s? 99 through 2000 now? Susan. 2000 now. Susan, Karen, and Janet? The big three. Those are th- uh, those are the book club. They all have the mom haircut. They're doing the pampered chef yeah. cook things. Yeah, I know. Uh, Karen. That is correct! What? <laughs> Charlie, you won the game! Yeah! Yay! That means right. we don't have to punish you. We get to give you the reward. Oh, what was the punishment? Oh, Josh. What? I didn't... I, I don't think I got <laughs> you didn't, the okay for the We reward. were supposed to sing a song and you didn't get the okay for it? I just... Wait. I told you to call him. Hold on. Wait. What? Oh, no. Hello? <laughs> oh, hey, man. What's up? Yeah. No. Yeah, I was calling about that. Yeah, I would love to do the song. Oh, you're going to let me? Oh, okay. That's cool. Because we're right about to do it now. <laughs> Okay. Girl. Okay. I'll call you back. I'll call you back after we're done. Tom, I said hi. Tom, okay. I said hi. Uh, Josh said hi. You know, it's the tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the nose. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll call you back later. We're about to do it. Thanks. Okay. Calls see ya. Dinosaur stank pits. Calls I'm, me the nose. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. This the song is the reward. 
Yeah. What was the punishment? You'll find out. Because <laughs> they might be the same thing. So <laughs> we didn't recreate a song for this one no. because we only have so much creative energy. But I, I was with you one day and you were talking about an artist that I think you had heard in a dentist's office or something. You had heard in some public place. You had heard this artist and it had brought just back a lot of memories from the 90s for you. Oh my gosh. This huge artist. And we decided... <laughs> That in order to Zach would learn one of his why, songs. Why is it that the, and he like, would play the times it that for you, you? The times that you choose to listen when I talk are always <laughs> the ones that I wish you weren't paying. And attention. this is what we proved. You're not listening when me and Zach talk. Zach's not talking when was listening when me and you talk, but I'm always listening. Oh, and oh. always using it against you. Yeah, yeah. So he gave you the okay? Yeah, he gave Toby me okay. gave you the okay? Yeah, Toby. Okay. Oh, Toby oh, called you out. Toby Keith, you know? Yeah! You love Toby Keith. I am going to blarf. You talked about how much you love Toby Keith's song Toby and how, Keith. how his songs didn't make you want to blarf. And how you didn't think he was the Antichrist. Remember all this that you said? But he gave you the okay. I mean, I think it's how many times did he say you could play it? <laughs> He said as long as I kept it under 50. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll count up to 49 then. Okay. And all this time I thought he was a bad dude. No. He's so generous. generous. Very he's generous. generous. He bought Zach up the iPad. It's true. I tried to claim that I got it, but Toby Keith got it for me. I, I'm having a panic attack right now. <laughs> we didn't pick a very bad one. We picked the easiest one to learn. Okay. <laughs> Take it away. I need a security blanket or a hat or something. Are you ready for this? No, we're not. I'll help you out. (laughs) You run on one. Wait. (laughs) Strong start. (laughs) You run on a little tough luck, baby. Don't you sweat it. Everything is waiting inside for you. You know I got it. Come and get it. Who's your daddy? That you come running to when your love life starts tumbling. I got the money, you got the hurting. Let's cut a deal, let's make a plan. Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? Who's your man? Who's your daddy? So that was both your reward and your punishment. <laughs> I think that was clear by now. Oh, what? I gotta call Toby back. What? Oh. Oh, hey, Toby. Yeah, things went great. Yeah, she loved it. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah, Josh sang along. Oh, you didn't want him to sing. Toby. Oh, sorry. What is Toby's beef with you? You're in trouble. I don't. Oh, well, we'll fix it in post. We'll leave a spot here. Tell him we'll do it one more time. We'll, just you we'll sing. We'll do it one more time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll sing as Nigel. Oh. Who's your daddy? Yeah, Charlotte doesn't want to. What doesn't want us to sing it again? <laughs> yeah, the Charlotte. Yeah, the Charlotte Paula. Uh, Paula Shore. Paula Shore. Paula Shore. Paula Shore. Paula Shore. Yeah, the one that, that Dinah's always talking about. His big, the one that sends him all the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we can keep it then. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, love you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know Toby had some big beef with it.
Oh, that was wow. something special that we uh wow nice for you nice that that was, that, was that was painful do you realize how much you, you know <laughs> that you fed us shrimp crackers <laughs> i think she deserves another punishment just for the room like is, is this, this is this the pain i'm feeling right now is the pain that you felt with the oh my gosh i'm a monster you are a monster <laughs> so just imagine we just had to eat something kind of nasty like you just had to like experience that and then you're like oh here's a shrimp cracker or oh here's well, um, dirty guys. pair of socks to put in your mouth. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the socks. Oh, guys! Okay, so I'm gonna address that in a minute. But I think something that I need to share, even though, like, oh my, gosh, oh, she's a big, I'm happy. I've got like so much pain in my face from laughing right now. You're welcome. I it's still to... called smile. Lines. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you just, you, you just had a fan weigh in on that. Who mouthed, that was awesome. <laughs> um, I, to, for the people who are just listening to this in their car and probably have wrecked now, and while you're waiting for the ambulance <laughs> to get there, I'd like to share with you that during that, that <laughs> performance, Zach had... <laughs> The lyrics. Zach had the lyrics and was still having trouble getting the words right. Josh was on the other side of the table with a pen and knew every single word. I hear that song a lot in the office I work in. So I I didn't have to learn the lyrics. Also, I will say this. Josh has an uncanny ability to remember lyrics. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Yeah, I can't remember my own lyrics. It's a blessing in certain places and a curse in places like this. Yeah. Uh Yeah, because it doesn't get out of your head. See, I only know lyrics perfectly from, like, songs when I was 13. I don't remember anything Mm. past, like, the age of 16. Mm. If I hear a song, like, (laughs) more than, like, twice, Mm -hmm. it's in there. What? (laughs) <laughs> Disaster. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, the battery flew out and everything. We dropped a phone. Oh. Yeah, don't feel bad. This is a real professional organization going on here. <laughs> that's the. We, not, we might need to play the uh, the wrap up music. That's the indestructible <laughs> phone right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I don't know. Well, I would like to say that. thank you because I do deserve everything that's happened to me today Definitely. with the way that I treat you. But I also feel like it is only fair that I warn you that the havoc I am going to wreak on your lives now <laughs> yeah. is unparalleled. Well, you Charlotte, can't team up with us Charlotte. to prank each other now that we both betrayed you. You're oh, on there your own. is enough. <laughs> there is enough anger in my soul to take care of both of you without even trying. Charlotte, now here's the thing. You may say that was the worst thing ever. But no, it wasn't. You know why? Oh no. So rock me, mama, No! I would say that of all the Toby Keith songs that I skimmed through that time that you said you hated Toby Keith so much, that was the least offensive. Yes, and then also I discovered that day that you were looking those up that this... The Toby Keith song I hated the most was a Trace Adkins it song. Wasn't, it was Lord Have Mercy, How'd She Get Them Rich? Honky Donk, Badonka Donk. No, oh, there was another one too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, to- maybe Toby Keith's got a bad rep. Poor Toby. Who is your, who is your father? Yeah. He doesn't look like a Toby. <laughs> who is no. your father? <laughs> who is your father? I say. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, Hastings. I, I was going to say before you said that total lie that we just surprised you with two special songs that Zach learned from I you. feel Learn. so special. And you guys did you an always, amazing job with both of them. You always say, Zach... I love it when you play guitar because I, I never do. get to hear live music. It's true. And I always say, anytime, you just got to tell me. And you're always like, yeah, we'll do it next. Oh, yeah, we'll do it sometime. Yeah. And now look where we now are. Now we've done it. And it was, look what it you, was beautiful. Look what you made him do. Look what you made me. I had to learn a Toby Keith song. <laughs> One of the, I am so sorry. And I told him, when we, the first time we sang that and like when we practiced this, because mm. we practiced that, it went so well. I know you guys did. It, I could tell. It went so well that I was like, we have to sing that like around the campfire next time. <laughs> Because we never have sang a song together. That was karaoke gold. That was like we had done so perfectly together. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish it's a beautiful moment that was only for me. And in that way, it was my reward. Because no one else could see, the, like, the joy that you both were singing <laughs> yeah. with was so much happiness. <laughs> and and you were twanging so better. <laughs> so why don't you take us out of this episode with the chorus one more time? Hit oh, it, Toby. I would love to. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? Yeah. Who's your friend? <laughs> who's the one guy that you come around singing, Charlotte? <laughs> when your love life's so stumbling, I got the money, you got the honey. Let's go to deal, let's make a play. Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? I just realized maybe Toby Keith's lawyers and dinosaurs are the same person. Oh, we in trouble! You mean gunk eye? <laughs> Dino? <laughs> gunk eye! <laughs> this has been Don't Drink the Tea, the final episode. Before we get sued. 